Amen. Welcome this morning. Amen. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday this morning. Hallelujah. We're going to open in prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning for waking us and keeping us and watching over us these, these weeks, Lord, as this wicked virus is running to and fro the earth seeking whom they may devour. But we thank you that we're covered in the blood and we thank you for the oil of fire that is protecting us, Lord, and you have anointed us and protect us, and you're keeping us, and uh, we pray, Lord, that you would have your way this morning, and that you would uh, touch hearts of those that are listening to this broadcast and watching this uh, broadcast around the world, that this will be a word for them in season, this will be a word for them to encourage them, uh, this is a word, Lord, that you're speaking from your throne, and we pray, Lord, that uh, uh, I send the word of comfort, and I send the word of peace, and tranquility into the homes and uh, trust in the Lord and we lean not to our own understanding in all our ways we acknowledge you Lord so we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus name amen amen, <clears throat> amen. well welcome to all you around the world pastors in Pakistan and Africa and around the world we welcome you to the New Heart Worship Center our Resurrection Sunday this is 412 2020 uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic so they say but I'm going to speak the word of God and, and just believe the word of God with you. Uh, I'm just praying. And in fact, let me just do this again. Uh, there's a word coming out, a propaganda coming out around the world that this is the new normal. We don't receive a new normal. We don't receive being in fear every day. We don't receive having to wear a mask every day. We don't receive uh, this, this darkness that's trying to come upon the earth that they're saying that the world, that the, the, the world health organizations and the wicked want to say that this is the new normal. We cannot uh, associate with one another. We got to separate from one another. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. And we bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind it in your nation and we bind it in America. It will not work. It will not have fruition. It will not take root. The Bible says that the, the enemy came in and sowed tares among the wheat. And we refuse to let the enemy share fear and apprehension and panic and heart attacks and men's hearts filling them of fear. Fear has torment, and we refuse to receive fear in this nation. So as a prophet of God, as a gatekeeper of God over this nation, I refute those words. I bind those words. Those words will not take root in America. It will not take root around the world. This is not our new normal. They will not uh, inoculate and try to vaccinate and try to put chips in us in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we are free. Who the Son has set free is free indeed, and we refuse the lies of the enemy. Father, let your truth have its way. Let your truth come to light. Let your peace come to light. Now, Father, we ask you to show your hand strong over the world. You're shaking every kingdom. You're shaking every system. Now, show yourself strong. They have not seen your hand yet. But, Lord, show your hand, the lightning of your arm. Show it across the earth, and we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to uh, minister a word this morning. Uh, it's, uh, I'm calling this anointed to take risk. Anointed to take risk. Uh, the, the body of Christ and many are shut up and sheltered in the house. It's almost like the book of Acts in the beginning of the new church where there was uh, 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 the, 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 the spirit of fear uh, came upon them uh, when Jesus was crucified. Fear 
causes us to flee without the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, people will free and they become afraid. In Mark chapter 14, I'm just going to give you some Bible scripture. If you can turn to your Bibles, uh, uh, Mark 14, 49 to 52, I'm going to read. Uh, uh, Jesus was speaking uh, to them. They, 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 came to, they came to arrest him. Uh, he was doing miracles all over and he was taking care of healing sick and those that were diseased. And he was doing all kind of things uh, in the earth. And they came to arrest him. And uh, Peter was with them, and the disciples were with him. And Peter took out his sword, and he chopped the man's ear off. <clears throat> uh, he was in the flesh. He said, hey, "You ain't gonna take my Messiah." But he copied to Jesus and put your sword away. And Jesus healed the man, put the man's ear back on his head. Jesus said, "I was with you daily in the temple, porches and courts, teaching. You didn't seize me, but this has happened that the scriptures might be fulfilled." Then his disciples forsaking him, then his disciples forsaking him, fled all of them. The hours come on the church and many have forsaken the pulpit and taken, forsaken their church and have fled. Everybody has fled because they said there's a, there's a virus in the land and everybody needs to hide from it. And a young man was following, listen, to a young man was following him without nothing but a linen cloth. A sheet thrown about his naked body. And they laid hold on him, but leaving behind the linen cloth sheet, he fled from them naked. In other words, he so much fear gripped him, they were going to take him with Jesus. And then, no, you're not grabbing me. And I, he, he just fled. He said, I got to get out of here. Amen. And so when the authorities came, when the soldiers came, it put a fear in the disciples, they had swords, they had authority, and they were going to arrest Jesus. And this fear hit them, and they all ran. The Bible said, all of them ran. Everybody ran. Fear hit them. Fear and unbelief hits a lot of people that don't have the Holy Ghost. And the hardness of heart hits them uh, uh, when they. Uh, uh, in Mark 16, verse 14, Jesus, after he was crucified, he came back, and it says, Afterward, take that off into the beginning. Afterwards, he appeared to eleven apostles themselves as they reclined at a table. And look what he did. He reproved them and reproached them for their unbelief and their lack of faith. Well, you better not go to church because you'll get sick and then well, who's the healer? Who do you believe in? Who do you serve? Who did you get baptized with? If he's a healer, then you should not be fearing no coronavirus. Even if you get it, you know he's going to heal you. You get a flu every year. You get, you get all kind of sickness every year. You get a cold. You get a flu. He heals you of all that. The coronavirus is no different. God said he, Jesus reproved them for their unbelief. There's an unbelief in the church that many churches don't believe that Jesus is the healer. Many churches don't believe that Jesus still sets the captives free. Many believe, he said, he said, he reproved them for the unbelief, their lack of faith, and the hardness of their heart. Because they refused to believe those who had seen him and looked at him attentively after he had risen from the dead. They refused a, a, a pure witness, a true witness stood before them and they refused 
Because of hardness of heart and because of your unbelief. And there's so much hardness of heart and there's been so much unbelief in the church. But I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus wants to set you free from that. Amen. 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 Acts 1 and 8, he said, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the very bounds of the earth. You shall be witnesses. You have to receive power to overcome fear. You need the Holy Spirit to overcome fear. Hear me, if, you have been, if you've been fearful and you've been afraid uh, because of this virus, once you submit to that fear, it will come back again and again and again. Anything you try to do, the enemy will put fear on you. When, you, when the Lord says, go be a witness to me, the spirit of fear is going to come in and say, no, you better not speak to them because they might be mean and they might cuss you out or they might say something ugly to you. So you better not witness. So the spirit of fear comes, but you need the Holy Spirit to, to deal with this unbelief, to deal with your doubt, to deal with the lack of faith. You need the Holy Spirit. Jesus understood that. That's why he said, you shall receive power from on high. In Acts 2, verse 3 and 4, he says, and there appeared to them. They were all in one place. They were all shut in. They were all sheltered in one place. The, uh, uh, Jesus had died. Everybody was scared. And he had told them, he said, I want you to go and wait for me until I, I come. And they were in the upper room. And it says, they were appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and set on each one of them. And they were all filled. They were all infused, diffused throughout their souls. The, the Spirit of God came into their soul. Their soul and their spirit were, were baptized in fire and in the Spirit. And in this hour, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to keep you from anything that's come. This little plague here is nothing compared to what's coming down the road. And if you fear for now, how are you going to live next time? Listen, I've been preaching this for 30 years, 35 years. If you can't believe healing Jesus for your healing now, you sure are going to be in trouble later on. Amen? Because man's going to come up with any kind of cure they can come up with, and you're going to have to look to man to get a cure. What is to stop them later on as they're, as they're attempting to give everybody a chip, or they're attempting to take everybody's name, they're attempting to give you a vaccine, and they want to give you this thing. What if you had a heart attack and you went to the hospital? What's going to stop them from giving you a chip? You got to believe God for your healing now. You got to believe God for your healing of your heart attack now. Healing of your heart, healing of your hypertension, healing of your diabetes, healing of your blood sugar, healing of... You got to believe God now. You got to get a healing now. Believe him as a healer and know him as a healer. See, a lot of people, they run because they don't know him as a healer. They don't know that he, the coronavirus is nothing to God. He's the alpha, the maker, the beginning, and the end. He knew the coronavirus before the coronavirus came. He knew every person that was going to die from this coronavirus. He knows your, every man's name is numbered. Every day, your day is numbered. It is written in the book, amen. He's not, he didn't fall off the throne because people are dying of coronavirus. You already knew it before he made them. So this is going to be your exit date. So a lot of people have left, amen. But a lot of people are staying and not a lot of people are dying from it. They're telling you that a lot of people are dying from it, but it ain't. So they were diffused with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other different foreign tongues. And the Spirit keep giving them a clear, loud expression in each tongue, appropriate word. See, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be able to pray in tongues. Praying in tongues builds up your holy faith. Praying in tongues, Jude says, building up your faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You got to pray in tongues and, and stay prayed up. 
Demons recognize those that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Demons recognize those that are filled with the fire of God. And when you build yourself up like a flame, when that coronavirus sees you, it's going to go the other way because the fire of God is on you. The fire of God is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is in you. Now, when things are in this end times, the gospel will be challenged. In Acts chapter 4, verse 1, he says, Now, while they, Peter and John, were talking to the people, the sheriff's police, the military commander, the, the, the religious people, the bishops came into the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. Everybody came. Everybody said, you better not do this. The governor came, the mayor came, everybody, the Sadducees came. And the Sadducees said, no, no, you better, not, you better not meet together. You better not talk about Jesus. And being vexed and indignant through and through because they were teaching the people and proclaiming the case of Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. They didn't want them to preach about Jesus. The world hates Jesus. Half the world hates Jesus. Half the world, uh, the other half, some of them, 20%, 10% love him. And the other ones, they don't know, they, 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 they haven't really thought about the matter. They just do it a, a form and fashion of God. But they were vexed. They became indignant. People become indignant when we start talking about Jesus will heal you. In the pandemic of, of, of 19, uh, 1918, when they had the Spanish flu pandemic, it was the Pentecostals that were on the front line. It was the Pentecostals that were in the hospital ministering to people that were sick. It was the Pentecostals that came out on the front line. Now they want to shut the church down and shut the leaders down that we can minister to people. I listened to the governor, the mayor, uh, the governor of this state yesterday saying, uh, if you're having mental problems or emotional problems, we got a hotline for you. That is the job of the church to deal with people and to deal with their emotions and their behavior and help them. But they want to shut the church down so they can uh, give them some wrong advice. Some people have a lot of demons. You just, uh, you just can't counsel a demon. So they laid hands on them arrested them. Some of the pastors, they want to arrest them. They want to arrest the pastors down in Florida and in Mississippi. They want to arrest them and put them in prison until the following day for it was already evening. So they went through this in the book of Acts. They went through the, they had to deal with the fear and the attack that came upon them. How can you deny the risen Christ who you walk with, saw the miracles and seen them, the signs and the wonders? Many of you in your churches, you've seen miracles, you've seen healings and stuff, and now you're running. No, I know you're not going to shout this morning, but I want to give you a word because I want to encourage you to begin to stand in faith on Jesus Christ because this is going to get rough. The religious attack, the religious people, and I've watched it on Facebook and I've watched it on a lot of places, the religious attack by using the letter of the law. I, I see a lot of posts, well, the, well, the, well the, law, the law says, and the governor says, and the mayor says, and the law says, and the law says this, and, law, and you're supposed to obey the law, and the, Bible says, and, you, and the word says that you're supposed to submit to those in authority, and those that have rule over you, there's no authority that I didn't give. And, but Paul said, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Acts chapter 4 verse 7 says, where's your power, where's your power? It says, and they set men in their midst. And repeatedly demanded, shut down, demanded, don't have service, demanded by what sort of power or what kind of authority do you, did such people as you do this healing? I got the power of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that's over the earth. He's the creator of the heaven and the earth. I serve him. He's greater than the mayor. He's better than the president. He's better than the governor. He's better than the police force. He is greater than all. And he has power. 
Then Peter, because he was filled, listen to this, because he was filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and members of the council of the Sanhedrin. See, the Sanhedrin will come against you all the time. I've had people that I've seen on Facebook, they posted, well, 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 what kind of sense does it make for a pastor to open up his church? Pastor isn't making people come to church. Pastor's got a, 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 I'm not a hireling. Pastors are not hireling. They're not supposed to be a hireling. A hi, the Bible says a hireling runs when they see the wolf comes. A hireling runs when they see the coronavirus comes. But those that have sold out of Christ ain't scared of no wolf, no garage, no virus, no nothing else. No TB, no tuberculosis, no AIDS, no ever. In the 90s, they had the AIDS come out. I didn't run from the AIDS. Folks run from me because I was casting the devil out and healing people. I can't be afraid. You can't walk in fear and walk in God. There's no fear in God. Perfect love casts out fear. Greater love has no man than he laid down his life for his brethren. The threats is the first attack when they want to shut the church down. Threatening. Acts 4, 16 says, saying, what are we to do with these men? So they brought him before the council. For an extraordinary miracle had been performed by them, though them is plain to all the residents of Jerusalem, we cannot deny it. They healed the blind man, and then they brought the blind man in the council and said, who did it? I don't know. You want to worship him too? Peter and John walked to the gate beautiful and grabbed the man by his, by his hand, and he jumped up, and he was healed. So they got mad at that. Because they weren't doing it. Because they didn't have the power to do it. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. They just had religious services in, in the temple. But in order that it may be not spread. In order that the gospel not spread among the people and the nation. Let us warn them. Let us forbid them. Don't, don't let us give them a third. We're going to arrest you. We're going to charge you $500. We're going to take down your license plate. We're going to do something to you to threaten you. To stop you from, from speaking the word. And the more to anyone in the name. Or about this, don't talk about Jesus. So they summoned them and imperatively instructed them not to converse in any way or teach at all in or about the name Jesus. They threatened them. You better not have service. You better not preach to the people. You better not do that. Do it from your home. Do it from the TV. But don't, don't let them come together. Separate yourself. Do you understand, people, do you understand that when they take away the right of the, of the church to come together and pray, that that's where the power is? The Bible says the wine is in the corporate anointing, in the cluster. And so when, you, when we come together, we generate an electrical, electrical magnetic power greater than any magnetic power in the earth. That power has the ability to heal people when they walk in the door. That power has the ability to cause demons to flee. That power is so strong. The deuteronomous power of God is resident in us. And when the devil says, shut it down, there's no more power. Then he can do his dirt. But Peter and John, look what they said to pride them in Acts 4, 19. He said, you replied them, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you and obey you rather than God, you decide, you judge. You want to judge me? Go ahead. But we ourselves, we cannot but help telling that we have seen and heard We've seen God do miracles. We've seen God open up the blind eyes. We've seen God heal the cripple. We've seen God heal people of cancer. We've seen God heal people of AIDS. We've seen hypertension go. We've seen scoliosis go. We've seen miracles. We've seen the lame leap and walk. So how can you say, uh, you can threaten me, but I'm, I'm telling you, I know who Jesus is. 
and the power of God. Acts 4.21 says now, then when the rulers of the council members had further threatened them, they let them go. Not seeing how they could secure a conviction against them because of the people. Because of our constitution, we have a right to preach. The, the pastor has a right to preach the gospel. The church has a right to open up and the church has the right to do it. There's no law. They can't go in. The president has already decreed and declared that churches can be open. At least keep your, keep your distance of 10 people or more. We're following the law. But he is the final authority in the nation. Do you know he has the highest authority in America? He has the authority to speak in the gates of America. He has the authority to say, and what he says, it, it, it has to be done. He said, for everybody was praising and glorifying God for what had occurred. Everybody was praising God. So we got to step in deep. You were made to take risk. You were made for confrontation. The anointing is for confrontation. The prophetic anointing is for confrontation. The apostolic anointing is for confrontation. The deliverance anointing is for confrontation. I confront demons. I confront spirits. I confront wickedness. I confront sickness. The anointing gives me that ability to confront. And the apostle said, now, Lord, in Acts 4.29, now, Lord, observe their threats. See, when the enemy starts threatening you, you need to ask God, grant unto your bond servants full freedom. And I declare the message freely. And I decree and declare, Lord, begin to baptize your church in the Holy Ghost once again. I decree that the fire of God is getting ready to hit the body of Christ. That you're coming out of this thing on fire. You're coming out with boldness. You're coming out with strength. You're coming out with power. Don't You might cower in the room right now. You might shelter in right now. God said, but this is just a, the Old Testament is a type of the new. The old, the new is getting ready to happen. You might be sheltered in, but God said, my anointing is about to hit your house. You're made for confrontation. We're made. See, what, ha what is happening in the church, and I've been pastoring 35 years, pastors. What is happening in the church, when you train your people over a period of years, they grow and they learn and mature and they begin to produce fruit. But they don't, when they don't go out and bring other people in, in the church, they begin to bite and devour one another. Because they get to a certain place where there's nothing for them to do. There's, we are built, the anointing is built to go out and confront sin. The anointing is built to go out and confront sickness. The anointing is in us is that. And so when you get stagnant, you begin to bite and devour one another in the church. So God said, I got to shut my church down so I can get my church outside to begin to do what I called him to do. Confront sin. Confront darkness. Confront wicked. For this cause did the Son of Man come, that he might expose the works of darkness. We have to expect signs and wonders. Expect uh, 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 against the, the law keepers. Against those that talk in the church. See, the religious in the church say, well, you ain't supposed to do that. You ain't supposed to open your church, and you better follow the law, and you're, you're rebellious, and your whole church is going to be rebellious. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Listen to what it says. I'm going to read you the scriptures so you can get, don't get mad at me. Get mad at the scriptures. Look what, look what uh, Peter, uh, Paul said in Acts 7, verse 51 to 53. He said, you stubborn and stiff-necked people, still heathen and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You're always actively resisting the Holy Spirit as your forefathers were, so you are, and so do you. Which of the prophets did your forefathers not persecute? So prophets, you might as well get used to being persecuted. They, they, they don't listen. They didn't listen to the old prophets, and they ain't listening to the new prophets right now. And they slew those who proclaimed beforehand 
the coming of the righteous one, whom you now betrayed and murdered. Now, this is Paul speaking to the religious right, the Sanhedrin, amen, the Pharisees. He's looking at what they said in verse 53. Boy, I saw this. I said, Lord, you're hitting this thing. He said, you who received the law as it was ordained, Moses Torah, the law, and set in order and delivered by the angels. Yeah, you didn't even obey it yourself. They want to tell the prophet, they want to tell the apostle and the pastor, don't open up your church. You're in rebellion. But they ain't following God themselves. It's all over there. It's all in America. It's all, everywhere I'm hearing, I'm hearing the same thing. You're just stiff-necked, hard-headed, hard-hearted, always want to do it, and you're resisting the Holy Ghost. That's why you don't witness, because you're resisting the Holy Ghost. He's saying, go out and witness. I ain't. Go do something. I ain't. It's called resisting the Holy Spirit. It's called grieving the Holy Spirit. God has grieved with the church, so he shut his church down so y'all can get it together. We all need to repent and all need to get it together. Amen? Amen? I know it's tight, but it's right. I'm giving you a hard word, but you got to hear the hard word. Jesus, I'm not crucifying Jesus again. He already died and rose again. Amen? He said, let us go on to maturity. It's time to mature in the things of God. Acts 7, verse 54. Now, upon hearing those things, the Jews were cut to heart. And in fury, how dare that apostle get up there and say that this morning on Resurrection Sunday? How dare he get up and preach about this stuff on Resurrection Sunday? And they grounded their teeth against Stephen. Stephen was speaking. They got mad at him. Said the Holy Spirit, God sent the prophets. You still didn't listen to the prophets. And you're telling me to keep the law. And you don't even keep the law yourself. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, controlled by him, he Full of the Holy Spirit and control. Does the Holy Spirit have control of your life? Yes. Gazed into heaven and saw the glory, the splendor and majesty of God. Jesus standing on the right hand. And he said, look, I see in the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand. But they raised a great shout and put their hands over their ears. And they rushed upon him. People don't want to hear the prophet. I've seen on faith many people, but well, where are the prophet? How come they didn't prophesy the virus? How come they didn't prophesy this? How come they didn't? You didn't listen. You want to blame it on your rebellion and stiff neck and stubbornness instead of listening to God. Stubborn and legalistic has been the church. Stubborn and legalistic have been the saints. Acts 7 and 8 said they dragged Stephen out of the city. And began to stone him. And the witnesses placed their garments at the feet of the young man named Saul. Stephen, the Bible says Stephen was just a deacon. He was just serving, he was just not serving in the temple. And, uh, and, and he, he got the truth of God's word. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he went out and started doing signs and wonders and miracles and healing. They saw the power. He said, we got to shut him down. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't go to the school of the apostle. He didn't go to the school of the prophet. He believed the word of God. He said, you shall be witnesses to me in all Samaria and Judea and the uttermost parts of it. And he went and did it. It's time for the church to get up and go do it. Pepsi used to say that thing, just do it. Now it's time for you to do it. Now it's time for you to get baptized in the Holy Ghost and receive the gift of speaking in tongues. I posted this on, this, on Facebook this week. Corona is not the new normal. I refuse to receive it. Amen. 
Now the church is shut in and the pastors ain't speaking. No, we're shut in because we're reloading. Amen. I'm reloading my gun. I'm reloading my quiver. I'm reloading my anointing. I'm reloading my word. I'm reloading. I'm getting ready to come back for a second shot at this thing. Amen. Amen. I just a reload, amen. Sometimes you run out of bullets, you gotta go get some more bullets, amen. You gotta reload your gun. Sometimes when they're in the winter, when they be shooting them guns and machine gun and hitting the enemy, they said the gun get hot and starts jamming up. You gotta let that gun cool off. Amen. But some of y'all ain't shot your gun yet, amen. You're walking around with a Zeusa and you're walking around with Deuteronomy on your hip, and you ain't witness to nobody. Ain't shot at one devil, one demon, ain't healed one person, ain't did nothing with the anointing God has given you. God said, now it's time to reload. Let me re- 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 refurbish you and re- restructure you, reset you, re- realign you, remake you, remold you. I need to do something new in your life. Amen. Persecution is not a new thing. We think it is new because we, we're so lackadaisical and so lazy and we, uh, we think uh, everything's supposed to be handed on us. We're the privileged generation in the church that God just supposed to do it. Abracadabra, I laid hands on you and now you're healed. No, it don't work that way. Acts 9 verse 1 says, Meanwhile, while earth, while, while Saul, having drawn his breath hard from threatenings and murders, desire against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and requested of him letters to the synagogues in Damascus, authorizing him, the mayor, the governor, authorizing the police to come and perverse you, authorizing the hospital to give you a shot, authorizing this to, to arrest people, uh, authorizing that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So he sent letters. Paul wouldn't got letters. So that if he found any men or women belonging to the way of life determined by the faith of Jesus Christ. If I find you in your church, that he might bring them bound with chains to the, to the courthouse. You're going before the judge. I'm, I'm standing before the righteous judge. The judge of all the judges. Let him judge my case. Amen. But I can't stop preaching the gospel just because uh, some virus comes running through the earth. I didn't sign up to this. I didn't ask for this. He called me. I didn't call myself. So I'm going to do what he told me to do. I can't, I can't but preach the gospel. Now when persecution comes on the church, people have a tendency to go back to their old ways. Instead of studying to show yourself approved at home and pulling out your Bible that you can't find, amen, you're watching soap operas and, and, and all kinds of things. For the last three weeks, ain't nobody even looked at Jesus. Amen. And John, I believe it's John, 20, John 21 and 3 says, Jesus had gone, and John, Peter said, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to what I used to do. Then he said to him, and we coming with you. And everybody else said, we coming with you. We ain't going with us, and we're just going to go fishing. So they went out and just got into the boat, and throughout the night they caught nothing. They caught nothing. See, a lot of people have given up because of the persecution. A lot of pastors have given up over these last three years. Many of your lead, many of your people have left your church. And the churches are, are empty. A lot of a lot of pews are empty. There's only a faithful few remnant in a lot of churches right now. Most churches have maybe 25 or 30 people in the church. Very few have 100 or 200 people. People left. They went backslid against God because they got tired of church. They got tired of religion, so they said, let me get out of here. I'd rather stay at home than come to all this mess going on. And so they went back to fishing. He said, Jesus, and he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast the net, and now they were not able to haul it in 
for such a big cast, a mass quantity of fish was in. We're coming into the time of a great harvest. We're coming into a time that we're going to cast our net and there's going to be a great harvest. Amen. We've labored and we struggled and trying to keep the church open and keep buildings open. Pastors have lost houses. They lost their homes. They lost the church building because people didn't support the work of the ministry. But this time, God said, I'm bringing in a harvest that's going to, you can, your net going to break. A mass quantity of people are about to come in. Now, anytime there's a harvest or anytime that harvest time rolls around, you better believe that every demon in hell is coming after that harvest. Midianites, the, uh, Gideon had to hide in a wine press to try to hide his little harvest to keep him from being stolen. Every time there's a harvest, read in your Old Testament, anytime harvest time came, there was either a flood, the riverbanks overflooded, or the enemy came in like a horde and ate up all the crops, took all the sheep, the goat, the cattle, everything. They just ate it. So we bind that spirit that comes in to steal the harvest in this hour. In Africa, over the last uh, year or last two years, Thousands upon thousands have been coming to Jesus Christ. Now the whole church is shut down. All these big, huge churches, 10,000, 15, 20, 50,000 people in one church shut down. God said, I'm going to do a quick work in these last days. A quick work. So don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back to the bar. Don't go back playing up, doing this stuff in the world. Don't go back to carnality. You need to stay with God. Don't go back to your old way. He said you need power from on high. You are anointed to take risk. This is a prophetic word that I released this week, but it's another. I'm just I'm gonna wrap this up in a minute, a few minutes. God said, I'm pulling the church back to shoot it further. Come on. I'm pulling the church back. Like an arrow in the hand of a bow to shoot it far. You got to pull it back in order to release it farther. Uh, when uh, uh, Jonathan and David were trying to signal each other, he said, I'm going to shoot the arrow. If it goes far beyond, you have the lad chase and say, then it's safe for me to come out. In Numbers 24, this is what he said. He said, God brought Israel forth out of Egypt. Israel has strength like a wild ox. He shall eat up nations. And that's what they did when they came out. They started whooping everybody. His enemies crushing their bones and piercing them through with his arrows. When you read about arrows in the Bible, it equates to the word of God or God's word. Arrows are words. Arrows or arrows are us. We are the, in the Jeremiah said, you are my weapons of warfare. You are my battle axe. You are my war. You are, the, you, are my, you are the arrows in my quiver. You are the ones that I'm going to shoot forth into the nation. So we have to decree and declare this word, and you need to decree and declare this word that you're being shot forth. That I'm not being shot fight back, but I'm being pulled back, but I'm being shot forth. Second Kings 13, 15, you know the story that the, uh, Elisha was dying. He got old. He was getting ready to die, and Joash was king, and Joash came to him and said, my father, my father, uh, the Syrians are coming. I don't know what to do. And Elisha said, now take a bow and arrows, and he took bows and took arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, put your hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon the bow, and, he, and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Now, understand the prophetic uh, demonstration here in this scripture. There was no, nothing about an arrow and nothing about a bow in the hand of the king. What was different about it is when Elisha the prophet put the prophetic mantle, his hand upon the arrow and the bow and his word, and he told him to decree a thing. In verse 17, he said, now open up the window, and he opened it, and Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, and he said, pay, out of his mouth. He decreed out of his mouth. 
the Lord's arrow of victory. I'm decreeing today the arrow of the Lord's victory is being released on Resurrection Sunday. The Lord's victory is being released over America. You're going to smite your enemies. You're going to defeat the Syrian. You're going to defeat Corona. You're going to greet Corona's brother. You're going to defeat Corona's cousin. You're going to defeat every, every relative of Corona that will try to come down the pipe. Lord, to you and destroy them. Then he said, now take these arrows and he shook them and he took them and he said to the king of Israel, strike on the ground and he struck three times and stopped. I'm telling you to keep speaking the word over your family. Keep speaking the word over your house. Oh, keep speaking the word over your health. Keep speaking the word over your church. Keep speaking the word over your pastor. Keep speaking the word until you get a release in the Holy Ghost. You keep smiting those arrows. Keep smiting those words. Keep speaking the word and God said, I watch over my word to perform it. Amen. Continue to smite your enemies. Don't stop smiting. Just, just look at this as a recess, as a time or a timeout, a time to refresh. Even Jesus went into the wilderness to rest. He did so much labor until he had to go rest to get away from the people so he can hear from the Lord. So now is a time for you to hear from God. Now is a time for you to reset, recalibrate, get your act together, get back into the Holy Ghost. Say, Lord, diffuse me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, pour out your spirit without measure on Resurrection Sunday. Lord, pour it out in my house. Lord, pour it out on me. I need a fresh charge of the Holy Ghost. Recharge my battery. Recharge my spirit. Pour out your spirit on me, Lord. Let me tingle all over. Let me be on fire. Let me be like Jeremiah like a fire shut up in my bones I need the Holy Ghost like never before in this hour you can't even get off this earth you can't even be raptured without the Holy Ghost Amen. need the Holy Spirit and when he only smuck it three times he said the man of God was angry with him he said you should have struck five or six times then you should have struck down Syria until you destroyed it now you shall strike Syria down only three times now I'm going to strike it one more time and keep striking I command the wealth transfer to come forth in the name of Jesus we strike this thing that spirit of debt and poverty and lack and insufficiency must die this spirit of sickness and infirmity and corona and viruses and, and heart attacks and all this stuff must die in the name of Jesus I smite the enemy at the church the church must stay open in the name of Jesus the altar must stay open in the name of Jesus there's a fire on the altar the name of God is written on the door and when people come upon the altar of God they will be healed they will be delivered they will be set free around the world when you pray those that are watching in your houses right now the fire of God is touching you right now the fire of God is coming into your house right now you need to begin to speak in tongues if you never spoke in tongues I send the warriors anointing on this tape right now the warriors anointing of a prophet I release the earls of the Lord against the kingdom of darkness against kingdom wickedness in the name of Jesus against the prince of darkness against every from the east the west the north and the south we send the arrow of the Lord's deliverance we send the arrow of the Lord's healing we send resurrection power in the church right now receive your healing in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you're not over. You were built to make a risk. You were built for problems. You were you built for issues. You were built for this. Hebrews 11 verse 32 says this. Listen, I'm wrapping it up. I'm almost, I'm almost done. He said, what shall I say further? For time would, would fail me to tell of Gideon. Remember him? Barak. Remember him? Samson. Jephthah. Of David and Samuel of the prophets. Who by the help of faith. By the help of faith, subdued kingdoms 
nations administer justice when you see an, an injustice injustice being done we to deal with it don't let these these mayors and and governors and politicians uh, just make kind of kind of rules against the church and we just let it go back the devil is a liar we need to confront this stuff in the name of jesus they obtain the promised blessings Closed the mouths of lion. Daniel did. Daniel went down a lion den and did it, and, and dealt with these uh, sand, uh, sand traps and and and, and, and politicians and, and presidents that that uh, set him up to kill him. They got caught in his own trap. I decree that the enemy is going to be caught in his own trap. I decree that those that are in the White House, uh, those that are in Parliament, those that are in the House of Representatives, those that are in the Senate that are wicked, and Lord, let them be caught in their own scheme and their own trap. Those that are cabal, those that are uh, the shadow government in America, we command them to be exposed in the name of Jesus. Every pedophile, every unclean spirit in America, Lord, let them come to light. Let them be shown. Let them show their nakedness in the name of the Lord. He said, by whose help? Amen. Extinguish the powers of raging fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got in the fire. God's not trying to take the corona, you out of the coronavirus. He's stepping in the coronavirus with you and escape the devourings of the sword. Out of frailty and weakness, one strength and became stalwart. See, you can be weak now. The apostles were weak. They, they ran from Jesus when he, was, when he was arrested. But Jesus said, no problem. Wait here until power comes. Amen. And when power comes, Peter walked through the streets healing people with his shadow. When the power showed up, when the power, see, that's okay. You might be afraid, you'd be fearful right now. But I'm telling you, when the power hits you, when the power hits your church, you will not be afraid of nothing. Amen. You'll not be afraid of nothing. Some of us going to have to take, uh, take, uh, have our heads cut off. Some of us going to be put in prison. Some of us going to be ridiculed. But that's okay. Keep going in the name of Jesus because the strength of God is going to come on his church. Amen. Even mighty and restless in battle, routing alien hosts. Routing aliens. I don't care if they're talking about aliens and spacecrafts. We're going to route them too. Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Aliens. They already said they're aliens. They already know. We already know they're aliens. We already know they think they reverse the engineered all the alien spacecraft and everything else. We already know that. They don't want to tell us, but we know it. Some of y'all haven't seen spacecraft. We don't want to tell nobody. They call you crazy. Hallelujah. Is the church weak? Are we that weak? Nope. Hebrews 11 35 says, Some women received again their dead by the resurrection. Others were tortured by clubs, refusing to accept release, offered on terms of denying their faith so that they might resurrect it to a better life. Others had to suffer the trial of mockings and scourging and even chains and imprisonments. Churches hiding out. Not one, I ain't seen one saint around America shed their blood for Jesus Christ. I ain't seen nobody been martyred for Jesus in America. We all hiding. That's all right, God's going to give you some power. They were stoned to death. Anybody been stoned in America? No. They were lured with tempting offers. Oh, well, we got that. All of them went in Hollywood and, and, and gospel contracts. I mean, not gospel con even gospel contracts. Some of them are wicked behind that. Uh, social contracts, uh, rock stars and Hollywood stars have, have given their lives over to Satan and, and sacrificed themselves to Satan and offered because he offered them. They were tempting offers to renounce their faith. 
They were sawn asunder. They were slaughtered by the sword. The Muslims of Islam tried to cut off everybody's head and everybody said, oh, it's the end times now. Where is Islam now? Where is ISIS now? Nowhere. They didn't cut it off. While they were alive, they had to go about wrapped in skins of sheep and goats, utterly destitute, oppressed, and cruelly treated. See, it ain't hit us yet. They're going to send you a check this week. You ain't cruelly oppressed. Wait. Just keep waiting. Keep breathing. Keep living. It's going to come to a day where you're going to have to renounce Jesus or you ain't going to get your check. Now what you going to do? You ain't got enough faith to believe God for your meal bearer and cruise oil. You're going to be in trouble. Jesus. See, we need to understand, church, the patron saints paid the price. We ain't paid nothing yet. We ain't paid no price. There are people in China, people in North Korea, all over, they praying the price. Do you understand these people have to hide out in the houses and have secret meetings to hear the gospel? And, 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 and my, one of my son, I call him a son, but uh, Pastor Robbie Dawkins, uh, he was, I was listening to him the, uh, yesterday, and he was talking about uh, <clears throat> that when he, go, when he went over to certain places, they were not concerned about uh, whether they were going to meet or not, whether to, uh, get, how to hide from the authorities. They were more concerned about how can I get the Holy Ghost, get filled with the Holy Ghost in power? How can I get be baptized in tongues? That's what they were wanting. They didn't care about the police arresting them. They said, give me some power. I need to overcome in power. Hebrews 11.38 says, men of whom the world is not worthy. Roaming over the desolate places in the mountains, living in caves and caverns and holes in the earth. All of these, though they won divine approval by means of their faith, did not receive the fulfillment of what was promised. They went through all of that and they still didn't get the Holy Ghost. At the beginning, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. And a lot of them died by their faith in God. Because God had us in mind, he had us in mind, had something better, a greater view for us, so that they, these heroes, these heroines of faith, should not come to perfection apart from us before we can join and see all things are going to become together all in one. So you're not going to get to go to heaven and, uh, stand before, and, and try to tell those that were cut in half, those that were eaten by lions, those that were crucified on the cross, how bad you had it. Oh, child, you should have seen. We didn't have no toilet paper. We just, we were, just, we were, just, we were in a state. Amen. How can this be? We're worrying about toilet paper, and they've been dying and cutting the sun and cutting their heads off and, and refusing to renounce Christ. But we're renouncing for a, a sheet of toilet paper. Lord, help the, this generation. Help this church. And I pray in the name of Jesus as I close that the power of God will be resident on your life this resurrection Sunday. That glory will be your portion. That the anointing on this tape will shake your house. I release healing for your heart, healing for your mind, your eye problems, ear problems, throat problems, breathing problems. I command to be healed in Jesus' name. Allergies, all these allergies, people are worried about allergies now. Allergies be healed in the name of Jesus. Feet Bunions, corns, anything in your feet, your back be healed. The disc in your back be healed. People are afraid to go to the hospital because they don't know whether they're going to come out of the hospital alive or not. We pray for peace yes, Lord. and love over your life. Yes, Shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken over your family. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
My Father, seal these words and, and accomplish that which I sent them out to do. Heal your people, deliver your people, and baptize them in the Holy Ghost. I decree the fire of God over this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I wasn't expecting no one I can 